It's calculators out for Auckland councillors who've spent a chunk of the day behind closed doors looking for $270 million to plug a budget shortfall. Among the options are asset sales, charging more for council services, borrowing more and raising rates. The blowout is $180 million higher than the $90 million previously forecast due to COVID costs, rising inflation and interest rates. The Mayor has promised operational efficiencies and relentless scrutiny of expenditure to avoid a rates rise of up to 12%. While joining us now is Auckland Council CEO Jim Stabak. Kia ora, Jim. Kia ora, Lisa. How realistic is it to expect $270 million of savings via cuts to services? Uh, I think it would be ambitious to think we'll solve the whole problem with with service changes. Uh, if I perhaps put, put that in context, you know, when we when we um, did the budget last year, we signalled that there were risks in the the budget for the following year, probably in the range of ninety to one hundred and fifty. And of course, what's happened is um, in the October update, inflation is higher than we had planned for, and it's going on for longer. The impact of that inflation. Um, both in terms of our cost of interest and inflationary pressures across the board and a number of other factors means that the budget pressure is 270, as you've, as you've said. The solution for that will come from a number of things and we've got a number of options for councillors to consider. And today was really the start of that process. What are the options? Well, you outlined them a little bit in your introduction. We, we could use um, selectively, we could use debt, uh, we could use... How much um, more can you borrow, Jim? Uh, well, the council's got lots of capacity to borrow debt. The question will be making sure that we only borrow prudently in relation to our capital demand for next year. OK, so borrowing one. Other specifics, like, for example, cutting services, have you given a plan to the councillors of what specific ones they could cut and how? No, we, we haven't done that yet, Lisa. Obviously, part of the conversation we'll need to have with councillors over the coming weeks will be um, to what extent do we think we can deliver services differently or more efficiently to to uh, reduce the operating cost for council. So, you know, I don't want that to sound like code. Of course, there will be some things where we think, actually, here's a service that might not matter as much to people when they're under the sort of financial circumstances that everybody's operating under. Should we think about whether that's the best service at this point in time and make a decision in relation to that? There's lots of options for councillors to consider, and that's the work that we've got to do over the next few weeks. Okay, so you're telling us that, you know, a forensic analysis of line-by-line expenses is not going to get the big number, 270. So is it realistic to think that some services or things will have to be cut completely in order to meet this shortfall? It's possible that there will be um, opportunities to improve the co- or reduce the cost of running council by, by, by either eliminating or reducing the scope of some services. Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay. So rates could go higher. And in documents given to the councillors, they say could go higher as long as, as long as it doesn't create an unacceptable shock for households. At what level does unacceptable shock kick in, Jim? Well, that'll be again. That'll be a matter for councillors to consider. We we had in the long term plan that was prepared in at the end of twenty or middle of twenty twenty one, had signalled a rates increase in the coming year of three and a half percent. Now, for the average ratepayer in Auckland, that's about a hundred dollars a year. 
Um, it's possible that councillors could choose for that rate increase to be higher or even lower, depending on how we choose to apply some of the other levers um, in order to solve the gap that we're solving for. Would you consider a doubling of the forecast rates increase to be an unacceptable shock for households? Well, well, that's not for me to, to form a judgment on at this point in time. We're going to provide advice but to that's the terminology. To that. that's, that's the terminology you've used in the document that you have signed off for council. So surely you must have some thoughts on what is an unacceptable shock for households in terms of rates. Well, I guess the, the circumstances we're dealing with here is inflation is roughly 7% and rates are forecast to increase by 35 So clearly there's a gap that we've got to solve for and that's part of what's contributing to the $270 million challenge. If we were so in the scheme up, of things, the rates increase in line with inflation, you wouldn't consider that to be um, a shocking increase? Well, a, a rates increase in line with inflation above what's already forecast would be another $100 per annum for the average rate payer in Auckland. Now, um, it's not for me to determine at this point in time whether that would be a shock or not, but that gives you a sense of the size of the magnitude of it. I just want to be really clear about the size of the shortfall, the $270 million, and you talked about um, October. When exactly was that $270 million figure made public? Uh, It was made public in the documents that were released uh, earlier this week, uh, earlier this week, yeah. Okay, so um, it became public after the election. So councillors would would be seeing this, um, it's news to them that it's so huge. Well, as I signalled, Lisa, we we had said that we expected there to be a budget challenge in the coming year, 23-24 of somewhere between 90 and 150. We knew that, and that was public information um, well before the election. What's happened in October is an update to the inflation forecast going forward, and that's primarily what's driven the difference between our previous forecast and the 270. Are you bracing for significant staff losses at the council? Um, Look, I think it's inevitable as we think about how we refine our services, deliver them more efficiently, reduce the cost of operating council, that that would lead to some staff reductions. So staff losses are inevitable in order to make this money up? I think it's it's likely, Lisa. I have to be honest in that respect. Are you talking tens or are you talking hundreds? Um, Look, I don't want to put a number on it. I think we've got some work to do before we work out, you know, kind of how how we are going to solve for the for the 270 challenge. Strategic assets sales are one of the things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if council decides to make significant changes to to the rates, it's not just a simple tick box exercise, is it? What happens? What consultation is there? And how drawn out could that process be? You can't just sell off the airport without talking to somebody first, can you? No, in fact, this whole process requires consultation with the community, and, and so that that's something we work our way through every year. It starts with a mayoral proposal in the middle of December and then there'll be a process for consultation with the community in the first quarter of next year, likely in February, where that proposal is laid out for everyone in Auckland to understand the implications of it. I suppose, Jim, what I'm what I'm implying there and what I'm stating is you're running out of runway, aren't you? 15 December is the um, the deadline for the council to have its proposal all together and in front of the councillors. 
Well, 15th of December is is the effectively the mayoral proposal starting point, and then we build. You've got to find 270 million by the 15th of December. We've got to have a set of options that can close the gap on 270 million. Yeah. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That's Jim Stabak, who is the CEO of Auckland Council.